the, I changed, I had to, okay, and we're live. Well, <laughs> I'm going to explain the whole thing to you, but I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> we're live now. <laughs> hey. Welcome, Hi, everyone, our, to our live podcast. I kept forgetting today that it's like, <laughs> this is actually taking the place of the recording of the podcast <laughs> that we would normally do, so... Welcome, people yes. that are watching us right now, uh, getting the you know the benefit of the video, but also you know our podcast podcast listeners that will hear this on audio. Um, we're doing this live. Yeah. <laughs> we are, and we are. We have. <sighs> I can't talk. Okay, so I'm just really overwhelmed with how proud I am of both of us. Yes. for stepping into this space of doing this and, and continuing despite the pandemic, despite my moving across the country and again, and despite disruptions and we just stuck to it. We continued to do it. And we have in this year reflection, we've decided to double down and say, look, not only are we going to continue to bring you podcasts, we are going to start doing lives more often. We're going to come to you more often in ways that you can connect with us constantly because that's why we're here is yeah. for you. This is why we do it is because of all of you who have stuck with us from day one and those of you who even came in halfway through or those new new people that are that are, you know, I we just got tons of likes on our on our page and we're so thankful for each and every one of them. And so we're here for you. So tonight we're going to have, we're going to have a, a special guest come in and talk about summer solstice. We're going to talk about some favorite episodes Vanessa and I loved, and we're going to talk about maybe what's to come for Freud's angels. What's the next step? What are we going to do? So, so I, Vanessa, I, I, I <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I was like, wow. A whole entire year because it came up on my on my memories on my yeah. face. I'm like, oh my god, look at us, baby, baby. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, really thinking about the space, and it's funny because I was, um, hey, everybody who's who's leaving comments, hi, thank you for watching. Um, as I was walking the dog, getting ready to come in here, I was like, I wonder at which point I'm going to start crying because I feel like crying right now, and I'm not in front of everybody, like because. It really just kind of settled in, you know, like we've known each other for a, like before we even knew ourselves at all, even a little bit because we were, you know, babies cheerleading yeah. in high school <laughs> and just, I don't know, just that we've, you the, all of the changes that we've made since even the first time that we wanted to collaborate and it just wasn't the right timing. It wasn't the right energies. It wasn't, I mean, it just wasn't the right everything. But, um, you know, yeah, just like being able to forge through, you know, and, and, and having it be more than just the Freud's Angels project, you know, like it's really like us, we're, we're progressing together and sharing with the audience too. It's not just a here we teach and you listen. It's, you know, watch us learn together, watch us teach each other, watch us go through our own like huge changes in our own lives you know i mean it's really just kind of uh, amazing even just looking from a year to now that we did this every week <laughs> we accounted for times of moving vacation whatnot um and and 
doubled down when we needed to double down because we really just believe in this so much, but also like who we were a year ago, how caught up we even got on trying to name this, <laughs> like how perfectionist we were then and how much of flow we exist in now. It's just, I mean, I'm happy to do this party. I'm so like grateful that we're at this space. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that I'm doing this with you. And here it comes. <laughs> like, I, it just couldn't work with anybody else this way. I just don't think it could. I, I don't either. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, I, I enjoy the fact that life brings us back, keeps swinging us back together again. It's like we, we lose touch and then we come back and then we do something. It doesn't work. And we're kind of go about our own business and do our own thing. And then all of a sudden we're back kind of in that again. And I'm just like, you know, if you couldn't take a clear sign from the universe that we were supposed to partner up and do something, I don't know. I they'd have to like literally like smack us side the head if we couldn't yeah. take that clear sign. So yeah. I appreciate you, Vanessa, so much. I appreciate you too. We needed to get to where we were in order to really just settle into it being a gift and not it being something that we had to do that was outside of that. It's a gift yeah. we're sharing. And we're receiving because, yeah. because we give, we receive. So, <sighs> and we had to believe in ourselves, I think too, is okay. we had to find a person. We had to get to a certain space in our own lives. You know, all this growth we talk about and self-awareness and neutral observer and manifestations and all the things that we talk about on our podcasts, we have experienced yeah. because we had to get to a certain place in order to be able to share this. We had to believe in ourselves and believe in what we do and believe in that we have something to share with the world in order for us to really, you know, get into it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what amazing things happen. You know, if there's, there was generally, you know, that, that was my win from COVID was this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was the best possible scenario for, you know, a time period where doubt could really have taken us all the way under. And instead yeah. it took us into the most simplistic <laughs> existence possible. I mean, we show up, that's all we do everywhere. Yeah. We don't even plan anything anymore. We just nope. show up and exist. And it's like so beautiful. It is. It really is. It's just, it's yeah. just a perfect example of letting go and allowing things to happen as they're supposed to unfold. It is the perfect example. Yeah. So, and of course, we love all of you, all of yeah. you that show up, all of you that download, listen to our podcasts, subscribe, all of you that show up to our lives and our readings. We love all of you because this is why we're here. And we weren't in it in the beginning for statistics. We weren't in it to have a hundred thousand followers or that's not why we do what we do. We never have been. We've allowed this to grow in the organic sense. And it's because we wanted people to find it because they were searching for something and they found it where we're at. And I just am so grateful, just grateful for all of you who show up for us because we're, we're here to show up for you and to assist you in any way we can. Yes. Woo. Woo. Just gonna sink into that for a second. <laughs> I <love that. laughs> okay. Well, okay. 
So as we started last year, we decided to let ourselves loose on the world during summer solstice. <laughs> and so obviously we're going to uh, celebrate that this year on summer solstice. And I'm very excited that we have a special guest to help us learn more about why this day is so special. I love this human. She is, uh, she's another wonderful human that I, um, I've met in my healing journey. Um, she is a beautiful soul. She has a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge. And she's willing to come on and do this with us despite the fact that, you know, technology sometimes is not her friend. And so, you know. It's Mercury retrograde and we're all pretty much <laughs> swinging at that. No what, I know. What, considering we're still broadcasting live, we're doing good. Mercury's on our side tonight. So yes. without delay, please let's introduce and welcome a big Freud's Angels welcome for Priestess Ayla. Yes. And there she is. Beautiful Ayla. Hello. Beautiful. Welcome. Thank you thank so much you, for joining thank us. Thank you. And thank you for those that are viewing. Um, no doubt that you girls are absolutely right when you say, yeah, we just get on and we don't know what we're talking about. We just flow. I'm like, well, that I can handle. And in a Mercury retrograde, it's like if I really mess up, hey, I'll just blame it on Mercury retrograde, right? Yep. And who cares? We don't have a platform anyway that we have as direct, you know, kind of just in gender. So I'm like, no, no, we could do this. We can handle that. And besides, we're, like you said, experts at our wisdom, but more so, just because of our sincereness to truly help as we can or as needed. Um, there's no doubt there's quite a bit of turmoil out there. There's a lot of uncertainty, you know, a lot of doubt. Um, the hate has raised quite a bit. Um, just, you know, things that people weren't used to. There's a huge change in today's society. So I am more than blessed and honored to be here truthfully. However, it's not just me here. It is actually the practitioners of Temple Beautiful and our vision that are here with you today. Um, I couldn't be more proud of these practitioners because they see the same vision and the sincerity and the need to help as they can and as they want to. And as they have really harnessed and endured the wisdom to utilize that and go forward and help as they can or as needed. We're not out to fix everyone. That's not our responsibility. However, we are here any way, shape, and form as needed. Just like tonight, you know, I put out the message you hear so often, while all my life is just chaos or I can't do this, I can't do that, what, regardless whatever the turmoil is, is you always have a resource. Regardless, there's always a resource. It's just a matter of coming to that alignment, coming to the want and really harnessing that energy and that notion to know who is just sincere and who's not. Because, you know, you're working with people's lives. You're working with their hearts and their pain and their traumas and their abuses. So, yes, you have to be with the most high expertise and wisdom. But most of all, the sincerity and the compassion and kindness and really operating and working out of your heart mm -hmm. and with the greatest intention. 
it doesn't work unless it has that involved. Yeah, 100% correct. Absolutely. Do you see why she's amazing and that she's yes. totally tied with, you know, why we wanted her on here is because everything she just said is like, it's just bringing out of our hearts, you know? Yeah, this I was is just mesmerized. I was just listening. I but that's why, you know, yeah. that's, that's why we're sisters in what we do. And she's right. right. The, the, the practitioners at Temple Beautiful, I know just about all of them. And I know that they are from the truest heart and that they do everything with the idea of the highest good for all involved, including themselves, their clients, the people around them, their families, everything, because that's, that's where, that's where that true healing can be found, you know, is when we find and we have practitioners and people that help us that don't want to solve our lives, but yet help guide us, help us find the ahas, whether it's clearing out something that's blocking that aha from showing up. And whether it's just maybe uh, some insight from a card reading that, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Oh my God, now I'm putting two and two together. It's like when we do readings here, I don't, I don't predict. I'm not giving you answers. I'm not telling you yes or no. I'll give you guidance and clarity, but that's, that's it. Because it's not up to me to heal you. You have to take that responsibility on. And we just, we're just here to help you, guide you, give you the tools and that's exactly what I know Temple Beautiful does. And that's why I love it. And I love Ayla and everyone there. So awesome. Well, thank you. And I love you too. But even more on that note, it's not so much of just making the people do the work as it is, is harnessing and really utilizing that empowerment, that great gift that God gave each person and individual. Exactly. And in order to truly traject beyond and really, you know, find that that center of peace and happiness and joy, you're going to have to just, you know, find a way to where it's beyond just wanting to do the work. It's letting them empower themselves, letting them do it for themselves. You know, it's kind of like children. Remember children, they want to race you and they're determined they're going to beat you and they'll haul it, you know, <laughs> it's like, let them win. Come on. Good job. What kind of parent are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, you have to do it. You have to cre yeah. create that pride, you know, and that, and that, that we're not here to be dependent on. We're here Correct. to be a mirror. We're here to be a stepping stool. Even if that means you, you, you climb very quickly over me, it's fine. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> yes, it shows them and it proves to themselves that they had it in them all along. Yeah. That if they just stop listening to the chatter, 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 you know, that it's like you, you are, you are, you know, so often you hear, oh, well, you are enough. I don't care for that notion because it's so limiting. You know, all I hear is, Ayla, that's enough. You know, it's like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be more and plenty you know yeah, I love and that. plenty and more i live in the so, extra i feel that <laughs> yes yes so it's like enough is just so you know shackling i guess i don't know but um yeah you want individuals to feel empowered you want them to realize all their abilities and all their greatness, but most importantly, their worth. I've never met anybody 
who was not important because of their worthiness, because of their purpose here on this planet. I mean, it, this place is hard. There ain't no doubt about that. So the fact that they've chose on a soul level to come in is brave in itself. I mean, the fact is even angels, they, they don't want to tread on our lands. That's why they stay where they're at in the fifth dimension. Yeah. But um, it's hard here. You know, yeah. it's really hard here, but it doesn't have to be. It truly doesn't have to be. It's a beautiful place here. Yeah. That's the magic about yeah. our planet. Absolutely. Yeah. That we do create. I mean, I think it's easy for people to get into that big worldview and feel oppressed and feel like there's there's like no way out. But we really get the opportunity to create our own little worlds and live in it until our bodies. Because they lost the magic. <laughs> we did. Yeah, exactly. Magic. There's magic. There's so much magic. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about, you know, what we do is like, you know, using that word very often so that people get used to hearing it again and understanding that it really exists and in more ways than what we've, you know, kind of allowed it to be, uh, I guess, collectively, that there's magic in so many more moments. And once you build on it, it's everywhere. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, right? like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I do have a little bit of magic. <laughs> what do I want now? What do I need right. now? How can I get you this? How can I get you that? Yeah, because, I mean, there's so much on this planet. There's enough for everyone. There's enough for everyone always. Yeah. Always. The universe always provides. Always. See everybody listening. We're not the only ones that are saying it. <laughs> it's not just us. It's true. We're not the only one that sign on to that to that belief. Because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. true. It's not. You know, other people have experienced it and, and learned to trust it and to allow it to be part of their belief system. And so, you know, it's just, it's true. I mean, we've we've all done major life changing things that have proven to us that you know that the universe is all abundant and that is it's there's enough for everybody more than enough and that it always will provide and um and that's why we keep saying it is because we want all of you to feel it to believe it to trust it even if you're at the what if stage even if you're at the what if the universe does have my back what if the universe does have enough even if you're just there, that's the seed that you need to discover where the universe does support you. Yeah. But understand that's part of why we talk about being very clear about what it is we want in our hearts. Because it, if we're at a place where we're like, nobody supports me, my life sucks. It's going to reflect that to you because you're giving that vibration to the universe. Yeah. The universe is saying, oh, she thinks this. She is wants so she wants it, you know. Yeah, if that's where we live. Cool. Yeah, that's it's not that you're not supported or you're not loved. It's just that your focus and your energies are not in the highest vibration and not in the vibration of manifestation of what you do want because all you're looking at is what you don't have. Right. And you know, but I digress. It's <laughs> kind of like that, like that notion when kids are crying and your parents say, you want something to cry about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, seriously. <laughs> Never understood it. Still don't understand it. Yeah. I'll give you something to cry about. Like, 
Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I'm already in pain. <laughs> right. I thought I had that. I don't know. <laughs> yes. People have to have the want. They have to have the want, you know. Just open it up it's to very, that one. Yes. It's very understandable when they can't get to that want. When they can't get to that want, it's usually a huge indication that that's extreme trauma and abuse. Yeah. Because there's a lack of trust mm -hmm. to yeah. approaching anybody. That. And that's why it's very prominent and very important. And the practitioners know that you do have to live this life, not so much in living in what you've learned, but it's almost like you have to have a chaotic life and experience it so you can teach what it is the others are going to be going through soon. Yeah. yeah. That makes so much so sense. So you have to live it in more than one way. <laughs> you have to experience the baby. And that's, you know, but that's how empaths work. That's, we, yeah. we take on those life experiences. That's why we, we attract people of our maybe old similar woundings is because we've experienced, you know, that process and we have been given knowledge or we've learned knowledge and healing and that we can pass on to them and that's you know that's that's how an empath is born yeah <laughs> well, and <laughs> yeah it's it's a tough it's a tough, it's a tough world sometimes but i wouldn't trade it because it's yeah. true that's where that you know that 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 chaos that understanding that deep you know that deep understanding that can only be had through that experience and everybody okay. has that 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 existence inside of them because every experience that they've had makes them relatable on another level to somebody who's experienced that. And, and that's that's hard for, for some people to understand that you know their pain is their gift and that that yeah. is then something that they can turn into you know, a gift for another person. You know, that you don't have to be a special healer. You don't have to have gone to school. You don't have to whatever. I mean, that's that, that magic and sharing is that it's on a personal level, person to person, human to human, soul to soul. And Correct. Yeah. And it, it really, you know, it sets a huge, huge foundation for no judgment, mm -hmm. you know, which is why a lot of people won't go for the help because they feel they'll be judged. Mm -hmm. They feel they'll be ridiculed or something. I get quite often clients will come and I, I'm reading the energy. I'm reading the cards. I'm reading whatever it is. I'm scrying. I'm crafting. Whatever it is I have to do. I can't speak for them. I'm just, you know, trying to guide them so they're able to speak it for themselves. And when I know they can't get to that point, that's where it's okay, in my opinion, to go ahead and just, you know, comfortly and gently let them know. <laughs> you know, if, if I had to tell you what it is I did to my kids or my ex-husband or my mom or my dad, you know, we would be sitting here now. So just let it out, woman. You know, let it out, man. Let it out, kid. <laughs> so it, it really sets a foundation that you can't have judgment because everyone is living chaotic lives regardless. I mean, people will say, oh, my life's peachy. Um, well, then you're... AI or maybe clone or I don't know, maybe they activate you or something because to my knowledge, humans aren't supposed to have it that easy here. <laughs> That's why we evolve. <laughs> so you right. can utilize trial and error, trial and error, you know, really build up that evolution and that soul. Yeah. So um, everyone, I don't, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have some sort of 
turmoil or chaos or anything can happen in a split second. And yeah. so it's going to create that trauma and abuse, you know. So often you hear many people don't, you know, count your blessings. That's so true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, but don't start counting your blessings because something's going to be taken away. Count your blessings because it's there. Yeah. Celebrate your blessings. Correct. Invite some more in by yeah. remembering that that they they that you created them that you did you did make some good things happen so most of our good things can correct, <laughs> correct. reminder yeah. well so i loved that you kind of dipped into that that intuitive work that you do and i think that that was you know like my favorite thing about bringing you on here is just kind of sharing like how your gift works in the world and what that can like the, just kind of the ways that that you believe and and especially today on the solstice like just some some information that we can kind of get from that intuitive world <laughs> of how, you know like maybe somebody who's starting like basic like what is this magic that you're talking about it's summer solstice there's some sort of magic going on today <laughs> what would that be correct um you know the summer solstice litha it's a very important holiday for, you know, my ways, my upbringing, my family history, uh, because it's just always that garner to understand the world we live in. And it's no surprise that even as an early child, the first thing you tend to recognize that is so much bigger and grander than us is the sun and the moon. And you sit there and you wonder, but what are they there for? And why are they interacting with this? And how do I get to that? You know, when you don't realize just how small you are. And so as a child, and you're looking at this and the significance, but even as a child, you know, there's some sort of connection to that. You know, there's something that draws you to that, but even more so, you know, you came from that. You know you came from somewhere. As a child, as an early child, I remember many times being outside on the sidewalk, always looking into the sky, wondering how do I get back in there? Like, how do I get out of here and get back in there? You know, there would be many times when it would be nighttime, you see all those constellations. And I used to think, well, maybe if I could jump on the end of the little dipper, like, you know, stepping stones, then that's what those are for. You got to give to those yeah. <laughs> and then get out of here. Yeah. And so it was very, you know, just intriguing to know what were they there for. So for the sun, celebrating the sun and its power and its purpose and its meaning, what I understood from an early child um, there was times often that I would get saddened or I'd get in trouble or I would just want alone time. And I found myself quite often going to sit outside in the sun. That's why I loved the desert. I'm a, I'm a sun girl. I love the heat. I love the desert. But I never understood why until an early child. And um, my mom would come out and she'd be asked, well, what are you doing? Whether I was in trouble or just what I was doing. And it was always sitting there with the stick contemplating on God. You know, like, where is God? Like, I understand God is a good thing, but I, how do I see God? Like, I don't believe he's a man on a throne with a beard and a staff. I had a neighbor girl who, as little children, her name was Charlotte, bless her heart. And she used to always say, well, God's in there. 
and it would be the building, the church next to our home. And, and I was so confused. I was like, well, how does he fit in there? You know, <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like, how do you put him in there? Is that why the building's so big? I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it was always a struggle. So my my confusion to God was searching and seeking and looking, but not knowing exactly where he was or she was or it was. Mm-hmm. And then it come to terms that, yes, it was a theme, that God was everywhere and in everything and within you most of all. And my mom was able to show me and teach me, and she grabbed me and sat me down, and she's like, give me your hand. And I was like, okay. So I gave her my hand, and she put it to the sun. And as we went and put it to the sun, she goes, what do you see? And I told her it's red. And I told her, what do you think's in there? And I was like, blood. And she's like, exactly. She goes, and everything in that blood has cells, and it has memory, and it's memories of your ancestors and the wisdom and God always walking with you, even including Jesus. And all, everybody, that is going to be of goodness and service to you. And that is what's in you. And the sun, when they beat down those rays, it activates your blood to remind you, you will never be alone. Mm. And so Mm. I understood that it was important to have that sun, not so much just because it allowed everything to grow, but it allowed us to grow as a collective. The importance of the sun growing as a collective nowadays is that we are so important to that sun that it's an ebb and flow. So as the sun is providing its rays to activate and provide codes that are going to activate our DNA to trigger us to do what our purpose is here on life, if we're resistant to that, if we go against the will to that, You know, they're accepting to that and they understand that. But what happens is we emit this energy and that energy of hate and doubt and fear and everything that is not being activated correctly within the body is going to hit the sun and create sunspots. What that sunspots does is it's like it goes throughout the whole universe and it comes back to us 10 times fold. There's no doubt we're having extreme changes in every way, shape, and form, just as a collective and with humanity. But it has a lot to do with the sunspots, most definitely. We don't take care of each other in itself. How are we going to ever take care of what is being provided for us? That's why they're out there. And so the sun will always provide. It will always be activating always always it's just a reminder so when i understood that then it was the matter of closing my eyes and having me look into the sun with my eyes closed and many people some do it many people have it but i really advise them to do that that way you see what you see because when you see what you see there's god It's wild. It is. As soon as I had forgotten, like really about doing that until you said it, and I actually could bring myself to like how different that is. To you know, close your eyes, look down here, look up at the sun. Your eyes are closed, man. Like <laughs> your eyelids are over your eyes, but it's a completely different. Experience. But you still see the light. Yeah. The yeah. truth. Right. The sun, and we celebrate it. And we, I mean, I, I think that it's probably easy for people to think about the things that the sun does for us like on with 
food and, you know, that kind of stuff and being outside and we know vitamin D and, you know, like all these real concrete type things. Um, but when I think of, you know, <laughs> the sun and, and what, how I feel and, you know, just, just that, that different level of, of awareness, I guess, maybe, or just intention of soaking in the sun, you know, mm -hmm. and just that, that different idea of it. I think that that's why, um, you know, like on a day like today when, when, or last year when Amy and I were like, yes, I mean, it's like sun, like we're, 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 we're putting sun on ourselves. We're putting sun on our gifts. We're putting sun on this horrible like pandemic situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it was light, sun, light, energy, like all of that. And, you know, it couldn't be more fitting, honestly, that we do this. Right, right. That I agree. started this project on this day and that we're doing this today with you, you know, Thank and just you. getting that, like I said, that kind of deeper understanding of like what what it what it is that we're celebrating today. It's more than just hey, summer's coming, you know, beach days are coming. You know, like it's very ancient. It's very it goes back, you know, forever. The, the gift of the sun. <laughs> Correct. And and that's the scarcity of it is that we keep getting further and further from that. And the yeah. further and further we get from God, the more chaos and turmoil comes about. So it's very important. I like to think of it like, you know, when you're yucky and dirty or messy, you go take a shower or a bath and you cleanse the body. Now it's a big hip thing that everybody wants to smudge everything, you know, because they've learned that if you smudge the body, then it's cleaning the energy field. Think of the sun rays like cleaning and cleansing the DNA on a regular basis, regular basis from morning to night preferably easier at night because you're less resistant you're sleeping just because we go to bed doesn't mean the sun went to bed too right. you know the sun rays they're still beaten down and you're probably going to get more of effect that way because you're less resistant the sun's never going to go away it was very important even with the egyptians it's why in all the hieroglyphics they like to say that they're honoring the sun god you know but in reality i think they were trying to show the importance of those rays coming down and how important they were coded they were coded to activate us to project to come to those aha moments to find that truth and that light within us and if you think about it i mean from the from way back when um even before you know the farmers it's the season of of planting it's it's the season of of cultivating it's the season of growing it's the season of you know allowing the sun to work its magic in order so that you know, the world can eat and the families and the tribes and the, you know, whomever that they can eat because the sun is what, you know, you can have all the water in the world, but without the sun, nothing will grow. You need the sun to allow things to grow. And, you know, and it's, you know, the sun for me, the summer is always very freeing for me. Um, and it's, I mean, the sun is so powerful that it has the ability to help people fight depression. You know, right. it's it's that when the sun is not there in its fullest capacity, that people have symptoms of the lack of sun rays, you know, that it's like in the winter times and like certain places where it's raining all the time. And, you know, so it, it's just it's 
when you take that simple idea of the sun and you look at things and, and not even in an energetic way, but in a life way, you know, the yeah. sun was always the space of growth of, re, of, of the beginning, you know, well, spring is kind of the beginning because it gets the soil ready with the rains, but without the sun coming, the rains will have done nothing but root rot, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's just allowing ourselves now that we're planted now that the seeds are planted the ideas have been planted the ideas it's taking it to that next level and you know even in sacred geometry that next level of you know this it's just we need it we need the sun to survive and it it can cause so many things to happen i mean just like you said the sunspots solar flares when solar flares happen it can affect it affects everybody you know, it affects everybody. You know, you may get a headache or maybe digestive issues or you may, you know, like it affects everybody. So when we talk, okay, so when we talk about the solstice and celebrating the sun and celebrating the new, what are some ways that we can kind of like harness that energy, like bring in that energy or what are some maybe offerings, those of us who do altars for the season or for, you know, any type of solstice rituals, what are some things that we can do from your kind of new beginner um, practitioner or even up into the well-advanced witch, you know, who, who, what can we do to bring it in and to harness it for our season? I think the beautiful thing about what universe's gifts and offers are is the simplicity of it. It could be as simple as just sitting outside and soaking in, you know, the sun rays and writing as you're doing that or playing with cards as you're doing that, gardening, you know. Um, you don't really have to do a whole lot, you know, if you're unable physically to do a whole lot, but able to go outside, you're still going to get the benefits. You don't have to make it harder than what it is. Uh, universe and God don't make things hard for us. You know, it's kind of like, uh, am I being tested to fail? No, we're being tested to see like, how are you utilizing these great gifts that we've given you? And so it could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as like lighting a candle because you're in essence honoring the fire. You're the fire of element. So it could be lighting candles. It could be having a bonfire, but you jump the fire is like a, a homage to it. Um, you use a lot of the colors of yellow, uh, preferably like sun, you know, sunstone, uh, carnelian, uh, centrine, anything that's a, that lightness, that vibration that the yellow color, color carries. Yeah, that's a lot to say. And um, you could use like sunflowers. As a matter of fact, we had uh, a celebration at the center and it was the last class for the girls to test. And we were able to get like banana peppers and lemonade and um, bananas and just uh, everything that just harness that vibration of yellow because every color has a different frequency every every color has a different offering if you will and when you're honoring the litha you're honoring that vibration you're honoring that color you're honoring that symbology so it could be as simple as that when you're going hardcore witchcraft it gets a little bit more depth because depending on the ritual depending on what is needed and required depending on what the intention is depends on the covenant as a whole 
Um, and then when that covenant as a whole is, you know, pretty much set and, and they are coherent to what's going to go on, they're agreed to what's going to go on, then it would be apparent to just utilize those energies as a whole. Sure. So we, it just, it's very, it varies. A lot of it just, again, depends on why are you celebrating it? What is the intention for this? What is your goal? from this moment to the next harvest. Love that. And I think that's kind of like, you know, um, I, I have a lot of, since I kind of stepped a, a lot away from that, that traditional psychology field and kind of been mixing in with, you know, I get, I get a lot of clients that are like, oh, thank God, there's like a, 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 a therapist or a counselor that will sit with me and talk to me about crystals, you know, because it's generally speaking, I mean, I didn't learn about them in school, <laughs> you know, like I, it wasn't, they didn't, it had nothing to do with psychology. They never took touch that part of it. Um, but then, you know, as I, I get, you know, just more of a steady stream of people who are looking to like touch their magic, you know, to understand what can, what's inside of me, how do I let it out? And there's this just, you know, the systematic belief that we have that we have to do everything right. And so everybody's right. looking everything up and trying to do this and, oh, what kind of witch am I? And what, you know, like it's this whole big stressful thing. And I think, it, you know, the best thing for people to hear is what you just said, is that like your intention is, is the magic. Correct. The only right. Very depending on what you're trying to do. <laughs> correct. Correct. And the only right necessary is your right. What's right for you. Because whatever is right for you is going to be perfect Love because that. it's you. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like, kind of in that vein, what do you think, um, you know, for someone, I guess maybe for me, right? Like, so I'm I'm kind of in, in between a lot of spaces. It's kind of what I do. I was, you know, I tell Amy, I'm like, I feel like a bridge and I want to be a bridge. You know, like I want to be able to, to, you know, take people from here to there to take people who can't quite understand something and bring them at least close enough to want to figure their, their own thing out. But I'm, you know, I'm on my own journey too. <laughs> you know, we all are. <laughs> um, what would you say, I guess maybe for me, I guess a little bit of an advice for someone who's trying to step into more of their spiritual self and trying to let go of some of that learned behavior. Um, you know, is there anything that you can think of that maybe is, is a good tool maybe for me to help people sit in? Um, when it's concerning allowing people and really guiding them to let go of those patterns, what I have found personally is a lot of it is that, that trust foundation, that reach out, that, um, you know, it, it. they have to want it. it. I think the hardest part in our position as holistic practitioners is our want to help to heal, our want for them to be better, our want for them to, you know, heal everything possible and necessary and needed. But really, honestly, it's just by example. It truly is by example. It's by living your life to the fullest where people are like, I want that. How do you get that? Why are you doing that? And even more so when they know where you've come from. Yes. When they know where you've come from and where you've been. And they're like, no, no, no. I know that you, like, you didn't hit the lotto. 
and you don't come from old money and you don't uh, have like a, you know, a, a lawyer job or a doctor job. Like, how did you do all that? You know, and it's the inspiration. I think the greatest way people learn is through inspiration and example. I mean, we can be ourselves to no end as to how to reach out to people. And that's the problem. We, we can't. We are just there. They have to reach out to us. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things that like you can't hear enough. And sometimes I need to hear them, you know, <laughs> so I thought, let me just grab right a hold of that one <laughs> right here while we're on the, on the subject. Um, but yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I, and I think again, you know, it's just that a testament you know, of what we're all doing, what we're even doing right here, right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's a perfect example. Just being there, setting the space for people. You know, but with great intention and, and a, mo a lot of compassion, a lot of compassion and understanding. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really all we can do. We would love to do so much more. We would love to make it all go away. But again, it takes away that empowerment of the individuals. It takes away their their will. You know, it takes away their want to thrive even higher when they realize what they got. Yeah. Yeah. People don't um, have great pride in saying, yeah, my therapist told me everything and I did it. Right. And they don't, it's not, you know, it's when you talk yourself into your own epiphanies and you're like, oh, 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 I see the answer. I get it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. You can, you, you can own a thousand sons just for getting it. When you figure it out on your own, it's like, there's this sense of like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not lost. I'm still here and I can still figure this out. Um, and, and, you know, it's as I'm sitting here and absorbing Ayla's words and I just, I just love hearing her talk and all of her wisdom, you know, in, in talking about helping other people and stuff, it's, you know, that's why we share our stories. That's why we share where we've come from, you know, in our podcasts, a lot of listeners will know that we share our personal journeys because we want you to understand is that you can be at any space in your life. You know, I, you know, Vanessa and I have both made huge moves, like physical moves and with not much resource, but we've done it and we've been successful, but you know, and we want to share that. So we inspire you all to do those, whether it's not a big physical move, maybe it's a job move. Maybe it's you're going, you want a career that's dear to your heart, or you want to get out of the nine to five and step into being a, some sort of holistic practitioner, or maybe you have a side gig that you love to do and you want it to be that so bad. You know, that's, that's why we share so much about where we've come from, because it shows, we, we want you to understand is that you don't need to be you know, Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and, and the people that have millions of dollars to be able to be successful in making these small shifts and transitions in your lives to create the greatness and create a life that you choose and not a life that was chosen for you. And that's kind of why we're so super story focused. Now, we don't want to get stuck in our stories. We don't want to get stuck there because there are some people in this world who love their story and they can't get out of it. Because if they do, then they have no more story. Then there's no more attention. Then there's no or more identity even. Yeah. And so, and, and I get that because I was there once too. Uh, but 
it's you know it's it's getting it's wanting a new story i don't want my old story i don't i don't want that i want a new one i want to create and write a new story for myself and and have it be of my choosing and when people understand how powerful that is and that they can actually do it the more inclined people are going to take that risk and take that leap of faith and that's kind of you know why we're super story focused and sharing our previous story so that we can recreate the new one Exactly. Well, because it's, it is that, that idea of, wait a minute, I did that, you know, the, the real, that pause, like I, I, I make people pause with me all the time when they say, oh, this thing happened. Well, I'm like, wait a minute, how did, how did that happen? I didn't do that. Like, just remember, I know that you came to me and you're attributing that to the work that we're doing together, but I did nothing. Like when you were doing that, I was, you know, watching YouTube or something. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like, it's had nothing to do with me and building that idea of the magic being on the inside. Those epiphanies do not come from me. I do not plant ideas. You know, we do not plant ideas in your head. We plant ways for you to figure yourself out, ways for you to just go open to yourself open and go, what's in there? <laughs> what have I not been looking at? How do I do this? And that, that magic builds on itself. And I love the word magic. I can't stop saying the word magic because I feel like we do it every day in the smallest parts of our lives. And I didn't understand it until I took my own journey into like, I mean, in the hard way, of course, almost nervous breakdowning, like I don't fit here. <laughs> like, you know, like just really being so uncomfortable with everything and having to like implode essentially to understand that idea of like, that magic is inside of us. We do it all day. We do it when we're cooking. We do it when we're thinking. We do it when we're, when we're communicating with other people. We are all performing magic on a level every day. And all we have to do is pour some intention on it <laughs> to flame it up just like any other fire. And it's like, you know, when you get to that space, you go, I can't wait to tell everybody this. I can't wait to tell everybody to go do it too. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh. It gives a sense of having them know their worth and their importance in, on this planet, that they are very significant and that regardless, we need them for whatever reason, that their purpose will play a part and the ends always justifies the means. The ends is when you get to that God source and you see everything in the great design. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like the old Ram desk quote, which is, you know, look at, you know, look at everybody as God in drag. <laughs> but yeah, amazing. <laughs> and it's true because it's, it's I, when, whenever I'm like, whenever I fall into my lizard brain and I'm judgy and, you know, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I may be mad at myself or something else and I'm allowing it for it to not be pretty. And, and I look at somebody and I judge them and I'm like, mm. and I'm like, can like, well, so where's this judgment coming from? You know, I follow the path and I'm like, okay, can you see the godliness in that person without yeah. judging them? And I, and I do, I challenge myself all the time because I, not that I'm judgmental all the time, but I do <laughs> myself so that I can change that thought process. I want to change that connection to, you know, because judgment is just, it's just a form of projection of pain. That's all it is. 
is, is you know, judgmental, has nothing to do with that person in front of you and everything to do with what reflection of yourself you see in that person. Yeah. Because that's what you're going into the pain bucket. I don't yeah. know. I'm a little bit different. I can't go to that extent because I'm still seeing that person, especially if they've got me pissed off. Yes. So what I do <laughs> is I'll look at the person and the individual and I'll put them in little shorts and some little stickers and I'll put a baseball cap on them or a little princess hat or, you know, put a little toy in their hand. And I mean, what can you do? You got to look at them like children, you know? And it's yeah, like, would you see the child up? You know, someone sit there and argue with the child, but it's like, I got time for that. Yeah. You know, so I just put them into what I envision what they would look like as a child, whether they're obnoxious or don't know any better or whatever their problem is and look at it that way. And that's always been one of my great thoughts is just imagine if we could see each other as children. Would we have that animosity? Would we have that hate? Would we have that, you know, extreme discernment as to you're different, I am different. And I don't like what you're doing because I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, the brilliance of that is that most of, not most, everything that is a wounding that we carry along and perpetrate as adults is is from childhood because that's where it's written. Correct. You know, our, our first initial everything is written. Correct. And, and we carry it because it, it only gets written once until you rewrite it. You know, mm -hmm. and so when you that's it's like when you said it, I was like, well, yeah. I mean, most of the time that is where that comes from. There's there's mm -hmm. adulthood, you know, stuff of course that we carry with us, but so much of it that shows up in adulthood is, is a reinforcement of something that we knew that we knew to be true previously, you know, Correct. that's why we're carrying it. So I love that. That's, I would, I'm going to throw that one back in there, even though I do it <laughs> with my clients, right. To make them feel better about the things that I do. It's right. like, I could probably go ahead and use that for like my own frustration management sometimes. That's how, that's you know, if, if we want to get real, you know, big into this and, and self journeys, that's, that process is how I could find acceptance around my parents. Exactly. Yeah. Just throw them in little avatars. Yeah. You know, yeah because <laughs> because I, I could see them as children and I could see what they went through and experienced as children mm -hmm. and had an understanding of the projection of their experience into their adult life and why that manifested as being horrible parents. Correct. <laughs> Awful parents. <laughs> we had those two. There it is. Yeah, this is how this is how we say it. This is how we, we don't do the sugar coating. We don't do we just say it. And it's not that I don't love them, and it's not that I don't understand and accept who they are and their limitations, but that doesn't mean that that changes the effects of how of their upbringing on my life. And see, and yeah, yeah. It, and, and I love the beauty about now I can tell them, hey, behave. Yeah. Get out of my house. Yeah. You don't behave. That's we don't do that here. <laughs> I know. I know. I reframe my mother all the time. I tell her, did you mean that I am like, you know, horrible and that I can't achieve things? And no, no. I'm like, okay, then you need to say it like this. I'm like, all the time. All the time. Love it. Learn new words, man. <laughs> I, I just refuse to hear and take on more of what I experienced as a child and internalize it and it become more of my story. I just yeah. refuse it. I refuse yeah. that because I, I know that she doesn't have the capability to understand 
what she's saying and that she, how she says it affects me because she doesn't. So yeah. I have to tell her and reframe it for her. And even when like I've done something nice and she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy, for doing this. Okay, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> like I really have to co-parent the parent, you know, and, yeah. and, and explain to them because if I choose to have a relationship, I need it to be on my terms. Correct. Correct. It has to be healthy. Yeah. With everyone, though, I mean, right? I mean, it's the same process with everyone. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that's where everyone is so stuck is they feel so obligated to their family, you know, because blood is thicker than water. Well, your blood's there for the sun rays, not your family members. Yeah. Right. And there's plenty of other people that shared the blood before and will share it later. And that doesn't mean anything other than maybe we can fix that right now. Correct. <laughs> Correct. This whole thing and clearing Correct. it from our, our uh, cellular going forward. Correct. I just Correct. look at family as a group of people that made contracts with different people and ended up being in the same house together. Correct. But I don't have to suffer another lifetime for it. So I am removing myself. Yep. from that bloodline i have removed myself from that toxicity but you know more so regardless i truly appreciate all of it and can yep. be more blessed for the contrast yeah yeah agreed yeah because i mean knowing and experiencing you know what we've all experienced to this day is how is is helped us somehow along the way and has given us either the push to be different, the push to heal, the push to change, you know, and, you know, and the push to ask that we cancel the contracts or that we've done with the contracts. Like, you know, when my dad passed, there was, I begged the angels. I said, cause I made sure that we were good when he died. Cause I'm like, this is it guys, angels, this is done. We're done. Contract is ended. We are done. This is the last, because we've done many lifetimes together trying Correct. to heal this inner wounding that we haven't been able to heal. And so when I just, when we, when, when he was still coherent, we had long conversations about how I felt and the things that he did and how he made me feel and what happened. And there was a lot, there was a lot of understanding and apology and a lot of, you know, validation. And I'm like, and then when he passed, I just was like, angels, we're done. This is it. I'm not signing any more contracts with this human. We are good. good. And, you know, and so, and contracts can be changed. That's the great thing. Well, and I don't think it is so much that contracts need to be changed. I think the importance of these contracts is they must be respected. Yeah. You should have a reverence for your contract because it was looking good when you wrote it. Yeah. For some reason. Decided. So I to come over here, like, don't yeah. like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, I can I can actually go backwards in my lifetime right now that I was very coherent and I signed some of those contracts too that looked good at the time. So I get it. I get like, it. Was I drunk when I signed this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Probably. I think my angel set me up. <laughs> I, I think it was a trickery involved. They promised <laughs> ice cream and they didn't yeah. give me ice cream. Right. Yeah. I got to wait 14 lifetimes and <laughs> all this BS for the ice cream. That and they got a sick sense of humor. <laughs> they were like, come on, reincarnate. You'll be okay. You'll have fun. There's ice cream cookies on the other side. Yeah. It's like, well, then could I be a blade of grass? <laughs> that way it could be just done and over with quick. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, man. 
Oh gosh, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So mm -hmm. I I would love to have a conversation about witchery. Is that okay? Of course. <laughs> and now that it's more common and safe to say in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. True enough. True Took enough. Long enough. <laughs> I had a I had a dream about about uh, um, being a witch the other day. Awesome. Um, yeah. It was it was interesting. But I'm like awesome, you know. I mean, <laughs> it was definitely interesting, and it was, and I think it was borderline touching on, um, because I'm I'm gonna here soon start writing on the next book, and so I'm looking to re to look at the on the past lifetime to bring up in this new lifetime to help heal and whatever, and and I always knew she was gonna be some sort of witch or some and practice witchcraft and and to be like a full on full blooded type of you know, and I'm, and I, and I think I knew that eons ago before I even finished my the second book and, and I had a dream about it. And it was really interesting because I think what I felt then and the connection I felt to not only the earth, the planets, the, 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 the environment, the animals to other people, that connectivity that I felt. And, and in that sense of seeing and, and watching the energy run through all of it and, and orchestrate in this beautiful thing that is the 3D world, like that connectivity that I felt in that moment, I think is so much of what I desire in the 3D because it was a sense of rightness. There was a mm -hmm. sense of connectivity that I felt that I was like, I know, like that instinctive knowing, oh, you know, like knowing that you can smell the 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 rain on the air before it even says it's going to rain knowing right. having that feeling that that mother earth is going to bring you something or something's going to happen you know having a connectivity to animals and, and and seeing their purpose within how you know their existence on this earth and how you know we need to respect and have reverence for them and and their place in this earth and all of that. And I was just like, I woke up with that sense of yearning of that for that connection in this 3D world. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So <laughs> with that said, I mean, I, Ayla, I know you you have been a witch since you were a wee one. Weren't, have you not? I, mean, <laughs> I was born a witch, most definitely. Um, I was born in call. Call is known as like a membrane around the baby. It's something that families look for. And when that comes about, they in fact know that it's a hereditary witch that's been placed into the family. And so I was that individual born in that call. So that did make me in fact a hereditary witch. The hereditary to our knowledge, um, to my knowing goes back seven generations. So um, again, that's why I say, when I was real reluctant for the Eurydition witchery, a lot of it is because it's the witchery that was ingrained in me since a child, just the wisdom, just, you know, always being taught the connection to God and the elements and that I was a part of the stars and that I would return to the stars. And if that wasn't true, why did I have a Zodiac? Because my Zodiac was just kind of like my manual. A lot of people keep saying, well, you know, I have this child, but I didn't get a manual. Well, whatever Zodiac that child is, that is your manual. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And so with that, um, it was very apparent, especially in the 70s, that my mother knew my life would be trying. 
She knew it, I would have to endure quite a bit, um, but she did it very well. She did it, you know, with grace. She did it with compassion and she did it with a lot of patience till I pushed her to the brink. And that was just not understanding my gift, thinking everyone else did it. And then when I realized they didn't, how dangerous that was, um, not having friends, not having anybody to relate to, and just really dwindling within my gift because of the confusion, the misinterpretation of what the ability to have that gift was. So it was quite, you know, destructive when it became into my teenage years, because I mean, really in fairness to my mom, where was she gonna go? You, you know, where do you teach something like that? Right. Um, so it was just a lot of her trial and errors with me. But I think the greatest gift my mother ever gave me was her, her ability and her prodigiousness to really harness her faith and as she harnessed her faith, you know, and just trusted that my path would be my own and knowing what I was born into and as destructive I was as an early age at the age 14, she had my brother, which was 10 years younger than me. And so it was very apparent that she had to make some choices and decisions. So the greatest gift my mother ever gave me other than that faith was to throw me out and throw me out at the age 14 and to just really keep her faith in God that I would go out in life and really experience everything that was needed and necessary for me to be right here where I am today. And uh, when you look at it in that perspective, you know, you don't think of it as a kid, like just what that must be like or feel like or the worry. But when you have the faith and you harness that faith, you shouldn't have any worry because my mom knew my life was my own. She knew I came through her and not to her. I was never hers. And she understood that, but she allowed me to have that as well. So with that, at 14, you have the knowledge of everything you've been taught from a child concerning why the bug is crawling as to why the sun is. Basically what I was taught that from the ant the smallest ant to the highest mountain i was and everything in between that i was and everything in between that was me and it was as simple as that and with that kind of knowledge but not knowing what to do with it because society doesn't you know understand it or they ostracize you for it and even more so religion attacks you and wants to harm you for it you go within and so you use it as a, a defense mechanism, which is very dangerous as well at an early age. And so you go through a lot of trials and errors and uh, you hurt a lot of people during that time because you don't know the difference and you're hurting yourself at the same time. But when you really grasp and harness and you're able to get a grip on your gift by coming across the right people and the right situations and the right opportunities, then you're able just to maneuver. At least you have the availability to decide what it is you want to do. Well, I knew what it was like for the witchcraft on a bad sense, and my life was hell. And like you say, you don't want to know what that is. You don't want to know what 
you want that difference. I didn't want to live that life. I wanted something different. But did that different mean more evil? You had to be specific as to no idea. I wanted different of goodness. I wanted to project to the goodness. But knowing that badness, knowing the evil was a great gift because you have to know the contrast. Because if you're going to go walk that goodness, now you know what you're up against. Mm. Plain and simple. Yeah. So after 14 and just really learning a lot, but most of all, maturing a lot and starting to take responsibility for the things I had done and the things I will do was where I really understood all along what my mother had been saying is that this life in the witchery is a very responsible life. It's not what you know. It's not what you can cast. It's not what you dabble in. You have to live the goodness. You have to live a life where you harm none whether it's from that little bug all the way to the mountain and everything in between. You just don't do it. Mm. Or you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. So after that, I traject into the goodness and I realize the rewards and the blessings and the love, the unconditional love that's always provided with that good magic. It's always there. You're always provided. You're always taken care of. You're more so the greatest gift aware. You're always aware, always aware of everything. But most of self, you're aware of self. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful life, but it's not easy. Why? Because you do. You want you want to get mad. You want to do the mischief things. You want to get away with <laughs> what you can, you know, but... I can assure you that those aren't worth it. So in doing that, I'm looking at it, I'm seeing that. I look back in those seven generations and now I have to think, well, am I even related to half of them? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know, who knows? But you just keep striving, you just keep doing the good, you know, you just keep doing the good and, and living in that heart space. And in doing that and knowing that and truly understanding that, I've had lots of trials. I have had lots of trials and errors in this witchery, but I've come to the conclusion and understanding and the purpose that I just about tried everything and none of it's worked for me. And everything I keep going back to is the witchery. So I'm not gonna resist anymore i'm just gonna surrender and release to the goodness and just fulfill what it is and like i said honor and have a reverence and respect my contract mm -hmm. and as i do that you know it's it becomes even more rewarding and it's even easier in today's day and age because it's more accepting yeah. it's more inspiring and intriguing it could be a little scare and heebie-jeebie too. I get that still. And I'm blamed for everything, of course. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> what can you do, you know? As long right. as you know your truth, you know, yeah. as long as you stay in your truth, it's something my mother's taught me at an early age. Regardless what you do in life, you always stick with the truth. Because the further you get from truth, you could assure yourself the further you're getting from God. What's the one myth that you wish you could dispel about witchcraft? 
that witchcraft is evil from witches who are all evil. It's Thank not you. true at all. Thank you. Um, witches <laughs> are not evil. It depends on the individual, really. It truly does. Um, you know, it, it's it's quite funny when I get new students that come into the witchery courses, you know, they'll either do it on the sneaks and telling loved ones, oh, well, I'm going bowling or I'm going here, I'm going there or whatever, because it's still that scarcity. And those are usually ones that come out of doctrine, you know, that's yes. so embedded in them. But there's that, that need and that push and drive that tells them there's something more, you know, there's just something more. And so I'll try to comfort them and introduce them, well, did you have a birthday? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, okay, so did you light a candle? Did you sing a song? Did you make a wish? And did you blow it out? Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of like how witchcraft is. But with this, you're guaranteed to get your present. <laughs> <laughs> the wish comes true. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I never yeah. even, I mean, I can't even deal with that, right? <laughs> the idea. And this, I think this goes back to what, what I was talking about before of like, there's so much of our everyday where this is actually prevalent in people who don't know that that's what they're doing. And right. that once you become aware of it, it's exactly like what you just said. You're like, oh, I can <laughs> intentionally do this stuff and really create a beautiful life if it's coming from the good place. That's crazy. But having those kind of things, like when I talk about being a bridge, I'm like, I just found a new bridge. <laughs> because I always feel like that is so helpful to be able to tell somebody who's so far on the other side, like, here's an example that you can relate to. And really sit, sit with it. You don't have to sit with it right now. We don't have to have that discussion in 33 seconds. But think about that and maybe some other stuff that has been passed around for, you know, since ancient times. But where did it come from? Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I do love too. it. <laughs> now, do you think, so when you think about your specific gifts, like when, when you were talking about, like when you work with clients and stuff and using scrying mm -hmm. and cards and, you know, just kind of dropping into that intuition, was that stuff that was all very um, innate with you and you kind of were pushing it away and then you had to kind of rediscover it? Or was it something that once you stepped fully in, you kind of reached out to some things that called to you and just really stepped into those spaces as well? I think when you have a gift that's so innate like that, but you have no sense of direction, it's in your, you don't know what to do with it, it can become very destructive. And so you resist it because it's creating a lot of chaos <laughs> and you recognize that and you understand that. And so it's more apt to work with it. It's more apt to just, I think what it comes down to is, first of all, you have to accept it. You have to accept it and believe it. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know, you can deny it all you want, but universe is calling the shot. That's the way it is. So I think when you're more re resistant to the magic, then... It, you're not showing that example that I was explaining to. So all people see is a chaotic individual that's just running amok. And mm -hmm. so that there's no magic in that. That's just like Grace was saying, getting caught up in that 3D world. Yeah. So in order to be an expert at magic, you really have to, yes, 
learn the basics so you know what you're working with and how to go, you know, to cast. But more so, I can't emphasize this enough that you have to live this life. So, for example, I have these richer students that joined, and I told them, we're going to run this for the whole year. I'm going to teach you the way I was taught. And it's, it's not easy. It's fun. It's intriguing. But there's a lot of responsibility with this. I need to know from you witches, because it's in you, can you facilitate your life to where you have so much freedom and peace that you could drop everything in a second to be with the covenant? If you could do that, you may have a chance in here. Can you also live your life to the point where you will never in any way, shape, or form harm anybody? We'll get mad at people, we'll make mistakes, but will you have the ability to never trigger yourself to where you would want to be facetious, vindictive, revengeful, any of those terms? You have a seat at this table. If you can't do those things, you're not going to have the greatest investment for yourself or the ladies at the table. So they said, okay. And we ran them through course one. We ran them through course two. We finished up course three. We went to go and test. I'm not kidding when it's concerning the magic I provide because you're harming people out there. Magic is very real. Indeed. Universe is providing that. It's energy. Everything is energy. So if you're going to have this life and the responsibility, it's kind of like giving a child a car. No use. There's no use. They're not ready for that. But if you get an adolescent a car, they'll trial and error. An adult should know how to drive a car, plain and simple. So they're getting to the adolescent stage, if you will. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As they're rolling through. Correct. And I'm watching everyone. I monitor everything. I'm really diligent as to where everybody's at because number one, are you okay with you? Is your life okay? Or do you have chaos in your life? Can I have it. That's why you have that availability always to come one-on-one -on -one because the moment you're sinking, you have 12 of us to pull you out. So there should no be ever any reason to think when you have that kind of support. Right. It's understandable, but no reason. Yeah. So with that being said, I was, you know, gently assertive, if you will. And no, they all failed. Wow. That's just the way it is. They failed. But they understood the importance. They understood why they understood this is real shit yeah yeah i'm not just going to give you something yeah. that says you're certified to go harm somebody in life yeah. my name's not going on that yeah so that's what we discussed from class one that was your investment that's the disclaimer deal's done you can't get to four Yes, I'm sure they were hurt. Yes, I'm sure they were frustrated. Yes, I'm sure they were mad. But they are not mad at me. I didn't do it. Right. However, they took responsibility. They owned up to what they had done on their parts. 
but they wanted the want to go again. And they're going to do three over. Wow. That's commitment. The fact that they want to do three over kind of pushes the new group I was pulling in for the season of the witch. They're going to have to wait till December. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just the way it is. Yeah. Just the way it is. Yeah. Um, Because it's very real. People want real. They're tired of retail spiritualists. Let's put it that way. Well, that's, I think how we've gotten to the place right now, where I feel like the acceptance level being, you know, probably to me, the closest that it's been in, I don't know, hundreds of years. I've no, I can't even like go back that far just because we're tired of it all collectively people who are far from awakening people who are in awakening are all like, we can't, I can't live like this. There's this, this turmoil inside of us of like inauthenticity, just burning people up. And so when we get desperate, we start to open our eyes and we start to think about what might be possible. And we're, we're ready to dream a little bit where we weren't before. We're ready to believe in some stuff because man, reality sucks. So hopefully there's something else out there, like you know, and, and seeing that. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic for me personally, like just scrolling through my Facebook, you know, feed and just seeing all of these people just really trying to step into different spaces and really trying to be like, what, what is energy? Okay. I'm ready. I'll just, I'll listen, you know, like, okay. And really starting to even just understanding that there are different kinds of witchcraft that they're that you know separating certain religions from witchcraft that need to be separated you know just kind of really allowing the space for understanding that hasn't been for so freaking long like it's it's a beautiful thing and i think we're gonna see you know humanity shift because of it you know in a very positive way yeah, I think it's actually, it has shifted quite a bit. It really has um, because there, I feel that way personally because of the influx of the reach out. You know, it's not like little, it's a huge influx. So that kind of tells me that there's been a huge shift, immediate shift, but it was very necessary. It's very, very necessary, especially in this day and age, most definitely. We need tons of magic right now, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> taking that all in. Well, and you know, it's funny because I like you. You were talking about retail spiritualists. I think anybody who's has any type of healing practice have felt the the rub of having retail spiritualist right. a people that um who learn one thing and then go on and take on the world and and think that they you know they have this inflamed idea sometimes about what that is they know and can do and and while i think in some ways that's helped the idea of witchcraft becoming a little more mainstream but to me, I also caution people, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything that's out there because there is, I think there's levels. I, maybe I'm wrong because 
I only know this from past lives, so I could not be knowing anything. But I feel that there's levels of witchcraft in the sense of those who are truly born into the craft, those who are kind of maybe are, are inclined to be that and want to learn more. And then those are who are kind of first, you know, kind of maybe just witchcraft surface witches. Maybe they're a great, you know, like maybe they just feel that they do magic in their garden or they do magic, you know, those, those types that just kind of live it every day and are not practicing, so to speak, as maybe a born witch, but I just feel there's different levels. Could, what do you, I mean, Ayla, what do you think? What, what is your opinion on the different levels? <laughs> oh gosh. It's simple, really. It truly is. The reality is um, because witch is more acceptable, even in term wise, and then added craft behind it for the conduction of witchcraft, it's more common now. It's more acceptable now. So much, in fact, that has become like uh, a fad, if you will, which is Not the safer. danger of it, okay? Because when you're operating off of that spectrum, you have the availability for everybody to be some kind of witch, whether it's a disco witch, a green witch, or a, you know, a, a game witch. It doesn't matter. But it's good because they're creating their own identity. They're creating their own forum. If do maybe new witchery that we're yet to discover. Who knows? However, what I can tell you, whatever witch comes to you and addresses you and says they are fill in the blank kind of witch, there are only two kinds. There are ones that will give you the heebie-jeebies <laughs> and the others that will give you the truth bumps. When you come across oh, the ones that give you the heebie-jeebies, we are here for you. <laughs> I freaking love that because I think that that, I mean, it really is, I guess, that basic, right? Is that it's it's like intention and, and just Simple. like any other energy, you know, either we're here for positive or we're here for negative. And I think, you know, for me, my, my fear with, with, people kind of stepping into this space because I want, I, I really truly, and I do it with, I, I mean, I am, I try to trick my clients on a regular basis to get to those, to try stuff because I mm -hmm. feel it and I know it and I intuitively know that they're they that they have the ability and I'll just be like, write that on a piece of paper and go burn it and see if they'll do it, you know, just to see like if they can like harness something. But then my fear is always because I'm I'm always working with people who are very emotional and have these you know these deep woundings and these traumas and everything that becomes my fear is that with all of this access that you know it used to be like you had you had to go to somebody who had the wisdom for them right. to you know harness your wisdom and harness your innate gifts and 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 hone them exactly the way that you're saying is like to do no harm. We got people out there who are acting emotionally and doing yeah. harm. And that's like the thing that, you know, I think I fear the most is just making sure that that message gets across over and over that, you know, yes, access your magic, but you know, just like everything else, practice the pause and be like, where, what is my desired outcome? And where is this coming from? Is this for the greater good or is this just an emotional 
you know, decision that I'm trying to influence things that I don't have any purpose or not purpose. I don't have any business influencing. Well, and even more so, sometimes you have no control over it. Like, for example, if you have a horrific shock that hit, like you've lost a loved one in a car accident or something, then me and the witches have to get together and do a covenant and we have to do ritual. If I got one witch down, they're not ready for that altar. They should not even be entering into the space of that altar. Not for what we have to do. But it's also understandable. That's why we have spares. So we could do what we have to and then pick our fellow witch up at the same time. But there's been times where I've had students reach out to me and say whatever it is that has happened to them and not knowing what to do. And it's, again, just reinforcing to them, see, you do know what to do because you are hesitant to go to the altar. Follow that intuition. You don't yeah. go to the altar angry. You never go to the altar with hate, ever. Mm -hmm. Unless you're that heebie-jeebie witch. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right. And what kind of life, you know, what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with if that's, that becomes your intention and, you know, what, how you're going to influence the world? You Correct. Know? Yeah. Correct. Oh, I love it. I do too. <laughs> well, everybody, can you I know? It's so obvious about why I was like, we got to bring Ayla on to this. Right. It's going to be amazing. I'm so still going to process that. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so truthful. I mean, really, I mean, it, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I know it was stepping outside of your comfort yeah. zone in, in a way, um, but I mean, it's necessary. I think, you know, Amy was 100% right that you have a voice that has to be heard. You know, even the stuff that we were just talking about just now and everything, you know, that that's in here needs to be heard, you know, and and every time that we can expand on an audience, <laughs> we should do it, <laughs> right? Like that's why collaborations are good because we bring two audiences together to share knowledge, you know, and. And I'm just really thankful. You know, I know, I know I personally got a lot from it. So I'm sure that there are people watching that may never share, you know, the way that we share out loud in our podcasts every week and on our lives and stuff like that. But that hopefully they're taking that seed and, you know, bringing it to the sun and <laughs> allowing it to just kind of blossom into whatever, whatever's inside of them that, that needs to grow to just create a, a more magical life. I mean, I just, it, it, people really have that, that ability and, and if they can do that and then take, you know, even this, this extra information that you've given, that is the kind of the scary stuff that I think people are worried about and be able to hear mm -hmm. it's all good, man. Like <laughs> you don't need to be afraid if you're not doing things, you know, that are harmful, just step right. into it, step into the space, find the resources, you know, ask the questions, find the people that you trust and, and, and go with who you are versus looking, you know, outward at what other people expect of you. Correct. And that's not saying that the bad things and the challenges or the, um, whatever it is people try to do to you as an opposite, which aren't always going to be in the forefront. They are, but it's just a matter of keeping your faith and you're walking with God and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I was asked one time at a young age, Ayla, 
have you ever seen the devil face to face? And my answer was no. And I'm, uh, I'm sorry, my answer was yes. I have seen the devil face to face and I'm very thankful for that every time and every moment. And they're looking at me like, why? How do you feel? Because you're into the witchcraft? It's like, no, it has nothing to do with it. Every time I come across the devil face to face, it always reminds me that I'm not walking in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it becomes, I'm sure, easier to see. It, you people. have to. And that's why I tell my, you know, I shouldn't keep saying my, the witches. That's why I keep telling the witches. You, you have to be in the highest vibration always yeah. for your magic to operate on a high level. And you always have to be in the highest vibration always in order for the goodness to always surround you. And you always have to be in the highest vibration always. That way you can get closer and reach faster to the greatest attention. It's just the way it is. And yes, it's a hard life. It could be boring according to others, but they don't see the rewards and the blessings. They don't live with the comfort knowing your children will always be taken care of because you have that same faith. Knowing that your loved ones will always be taken care of because you met that same knowledge and you're that example. And it has to. It has to start with the individual first. If you can't take care of your life, if you can't really harness and grasp everything that the world is providing for you and universe is providing for you, what good is any magic for you? True story. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like I've spent the entire you know, hour and a half sitting in, in, in student mode. <laughs> Usually I'm very talkative. I'm vibrant. I'm up there, but I'm just, I'm just, listening. I'm absorbing. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, yeah. If I lived in Pueblo, I'd be in class. Because yes. you're most happy you know, be at the so table. We, we should you definitely, um, you know, ask that question and let you put that out there. I know that you, you know, kind of at the beginning discussed you know, briefly um, about offerings that, you know, that you and, and other people that you work with have, but where are you and how could somebody who's watching this access this wonderful group of people that you're talking about? <laughs> and they are there. I couldn't be more blessed, you know, and honored to be working with the staff that we have at Temple Beautiful. They really see the vision. They really hold, you know, the highest moral compass to really help individuals as needed and necessary. And if they can't, they will always find the resources for that person. You'll never walk away at a Temple Beautiful with an answer on a question unanswered. You'll never walk away from Temple Beautiful without feeling you're loved or that there's some sort of solution. Where there's poison, there's always an antidote, always. And that's just the way it is. So we are located in Pueblo, Colorado, colorful Colorado. You know, the neat town where Tesla hung out, where the DAI and reptilians and naughty naughties are, where uh, all the NORAD technology that (laughs) is, and you know, all that stuff, the green mountains and everything in between. We are a town that truly and sincerely needs help. You know, 
it's a beautiful town. Don't get me wrong. It's just people are hurt here. They're hurt here. They're abused. They're traumatized. And they're just lost. And that's what creates the dampness of the town. But I like to believe we are that light, you know, if that is available for them when they're ready, you know, in their own right, in their own timing, with their own will. We Again, we're just there to help as needed. And all we can do is be there for you. We can't force it. We truly can't force it, but we we have the want to do it, most definitely. That's in our hearts, most definitely. At the temple, there's a variety. I mean, if I sat here, I'd have to sit there and think. And, but if you go to www.templebeautifultan.com, it's very explicit to all the information is what services are provided, how they're provided, how to get scheduled. Um, what services are offered online, in person, long distance, on Zoom, in email. Um, again, it's just we don't allow the availability for excuses. Let's put it that way. You know, there's every way for us to reach out and connect to those who are really seeking a true, sincere solution, a, a true, sincere way of not so much wanting different because it's not always good. It could get worse. You know, I used to say that with my neighbors all the time. Oh, I can't wait till those neighbors moved out. Well, be specific because <laughs> the next one's, oh, my Lordy. Yeah, right. so, finish that story or it's <laughs> going to finish for you. <laughs> so it's not a matter of wanting different. Be specific in what you want. Yeah. You know you want change. You know, you, I think what people are really saying is they don't want to hurt no more. Yeah. They don't want to struggle no more. They want the pain gone. Amen. They want to understand things Amen. truly and sincerely. You did as a child. It didn't matter. You just trusted and you loved. Right. We want and to now, feel like we have some sort of influence and, you know, not maybe control, but just influence, you know, yeah. not feeling so like the world happens and Correct. spinning around in it. <laughs> People just want to be heard. They just want, you know, they just want, is this my fault? No. Is this crazy? No. Is this ridiculous? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get away from the toxicity. Why are you doing that? Why are you put yourself through that? Um, I guess, yeah. You, you just, you have the right to create healthy boundaries. You have the right to have joy and happiness. And anything taking that away, you might want to consider it being around you. And I think, you know, some people just, they they think and they kind of get this intuition that something could be different, that something's wrong, that they're in a situation that's not good for themselves. And that they, they almost think, this could this be better? And sometimes they just need someone to say, absolutely, it can be better. Yes, you can change your mind. Yes, you have the ability to say, I don't want this anymore. Yes, you have the ability to recreate whatever your story is and create your new path. I think. Confirm that intuition that's making you ask the question. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just are like, they, they need somebody to give them permission to step out of their life the way that it is into a new life you know, and kind of just look for the support and the encouragement that, yeah, you can do this. Absolutely. You have the ability and absolutely to recreate your entire life. And even so, if it's just with small boundaries, having boundaries about friends and people and, you know, it's, 
yeah, some people just want to feel that their intuition is right and that it's not okay. Correct, correct. And be real with it. Yeah. Be real with that. People want real. People are tired of fake book. Yeah. People are tired of the news. People are tired of being lied to. Yeah. They want real. That's the only way we're going to heal is with real. Yeah. And real is in us. My goodness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I hear people, say, you know, kind of say, I'm tired of, you know, like that. I'm just like, okay, but then listen to yourself because <laughs> you're, you're telling the truth. <laughs> if there's nobody else in the world that you can trust that's telling the truth, it's you because your truth, you know, Correct. and that's and it, it. that's all you're ever going to be able to know. You know, I mean, that's oh, one of the hardest yeah. concepts that I have to teach in therapy is you may never know one. You're yes. never going to know a hundred percent if the person in front of you is telling the truth, but you will yep. always know if you're telling the truth. And one of the greatest teachings from you in the hour, no one knows. Right. <laughs> and we have to accept that we may not know their truth, but accept that our truth is where it's at, that that's how our life is driven, not by the truths of others. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> it wasn't that scary, was it? <laughs> I, I no. I mean, my hands are still. Well, I, I have some skin left, <laughs> but um, no. I think you know. I will seriously take into consideration because, like you said, it is important. I think I'd like to wrap up with the last thing. You know, if there's anything that I can offer as far as what I would like people to know about when it's concerning witchcraft and us witches is we're a lot like others more than they think, particularly the religious crowd. And the reason being is we butt heads a lot. There's no dip. There's no doubt about that because of the miscommunication and the lack of understanding. When you dabble into the witchery, you, more than apt to get a hold of tarot cards. That's just part of the scrying, part of divination. Tarot cards we know go way, 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 way back, a lot further than the Bible has been in surface for like what, 3,000 years, 3,000 years, right? So when you look at it that form, basically they are one and the same. The, the tarot cards, the witchery, and the Bible and its scriptures. If you've not been educated to read the Bible in Genesis code, tarot form, in numerology, parable, and scripture, you probably don't know the magic. Because when you're looking at tarot cards, and granted there's 78 cards in the tarot, so we're not gonna go through all of them, we'll just hit my two favorite, meaning starting with life, the wheel of fortune, and then ending with death, the death card. If you go to the Bible and Revelations and you look up Revelations 4 7, that in fact is explaining what the Wheel of Fortune card is. You skim through that, you learn how to read that Bible, and you get into more cards. For example, like we'll take the death card. That in fact is Revelations 6 8. So we are one and the same when it's concerning the religion and witchery. But again, oh. what's the intention? Yeah. We're not out to control people. We don't want to put fear in them. 
You are not sinners. You are the light of the sun, the God source. That's what I would want people to know because we, like I said, are blamed for everything. We're not understood. We're not religious. We don't love Jesus. We don't go to church. We're just heathen. When all of that is false, my church is right behind me. I go to it every day, sometimes three times a day. I don't just want to talk to God on Sunday or when I need him. I want to talk to him always because he's with me. She's with me. It's with me. Whatever I'm tapping into. Is it female consciousness? Masculine consciousness. It comes from the same source. It's just that simple. So we're not evil. We're not dumb by no means. We know what's in the world. The word witch derives from the word wise one. That's simple. Love it. That's simple. Love it. And I love you girls. Thank you. Thank you so very much for this. I couldn't be more honored. I'm very blessed and much gratitude to you. The temple, we appreciate this, this space you held for us. Thank you. Anytime and all the time. Yes. <laughs> if you've got something that is happening and you want us to talk about it and share it, we're here for that because I believe in you. We believe in you. We believe in your, the mission of the Temple Beautiful. I've seen it since incarnation. I see. I saw how hard you manifested a space for that and how you've curated that and all the people that are in it. And I believe in all the people that are in it. So we're and always listening. We created it for you. It's your place. It's that soft place to land on. It's that place that is always going to be there for you when everyone else is turning you away because we know what that's like. Yep. Yes. We need those places. We need many, many more of those places. But it has to have the wisdom inside it too. Yeah. It's not good to have just the state. Yeah. Right. And I know everyone in that who, every practitioner that I know, and I know even the ones I don't know have the wisdom and they have the heart driven practice, whatever they do, whether it's physical touch, energy work, body work, nail art, whatever it is, they, they are truly gifted. And yes, absolutely. They're going to take care of you in whole. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I will eventually someday come down to Temple Beautiful and meet everybody because I need to meet the rest of the crew. Cause I know I love you guys all and I believe in your message and your work. So whenever you need us to do anything to promote, to, to get your voice out there, we are here for you. Well, That's I appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. And we would love for both of you to join us. Most definitely. Hey, we both have here. a good road trip and it's about <laughs> midway. So <laughs> I think everybody needs a road trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm happy that I get to get to the mailbox nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. If I'm real brave, I'll just peek out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no garibaldi, but you know, there's <laughs> some learning out there. 
Yeah. I don't want to get shot at. I don't want to get run over. <laughs> right. Yep. I don't want to get abducted. <laughs> oh, I love you, Ayla. You are you are of my heart, and I, I love, love you, ladies. Thank you again so for this much. moment and this time. Most of all, thank you for the love. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you for and the, the real the education, the energy that was created here today that could only have been created at this very moment. It's beautiful. Yeah, I feel it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Good night, ladies. Blessings to each from this list. Thank Okay. Wow. Oh. How can how can we pop that, Vanessa? I don't I, I don't know. What to say. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> that was so. Oh my gosh. I mean, you were right. You were 100 percent right. I mean, and I knew it. Yeah. I, this is why we're in this space. I don't have. I don't even question you. <laughs> but I mean, just <laughs> wow. You know, and I and I I think that it's that space that we we ourselves have been looking to step into. You know, we've been kind of tiptoeing around and we just wanted to have a voice come in and just give that education and give that, that breathe that life into that space. Yes. For everyone and for us. Yep. Absolutely. And um, yeah. And I, you know, and I think with everything, not only with witchery, I think with everything that we do in the world, whether it's a nine to five, whether it's a, a side gig, whatever we're doing in the world, the one thing we can take away is that if we're in our heart and we're working from our heart and in the purest intent, in the purest of our hearts, that's our magic. That's where we create everything. And, you know, so you work a nine to five if it's something that you enjoy and that you're doing it because, you know, you don't really see how you can find great. I work a nine to five and everything I do at that job, I do through the lens of my heart. I do through in the sense of what, what can I do in this moment that is in that highest good in that highest vibration. It's like, instead of saying, oh, I'll just work on the, the aging later because I hate doing it. No, I'm doing it right now because if I do it now, then the company is successful. My company is successful. The client on the other side of it is successful. And it's a wonderful thing. And we're all winning. And it makes me feel good. So yeah. everything and every act that we do when we're in our heart and we're in that highest vibration, like there's no, there's no way of losing. There's no, there's no way because there is no expectation when you're working from the heart, there is no expectation of the outcome. Right. <laughs> right. Like that, the outcome is the process is the, the magic <laughs> in the process in, in the act of doing when yeah. we have an expectation, we've turned off of the heart and gone into brain mode. And that's mm -hmm. when we really can figure it out. Like, Oh my gosh, I had an expectation of that coming out, you know, so that was definitely brain driven, but yeah. whew, that was powerful. I, I, yeah, I, I bow deeply to Ayla and her team and, and what they do because whew, there's oh, power there. So yeah. 
with that being said, being our one year anniversary, let's let's kind of do a little recapping about some of the episodes that we have gone through. We are up to 52 episodes. We have a 53rd that is going to kind of be 54th, but yet it's going to say 53rd <laughs> because yeah. we're, this is our podcast for the week. Friends. We do what we want. <laughs> we put them in any order we want them to be. We don't care. That's the great part about, you know, being your own boss. You get to yes. do you want. Does this need to make sense? Who cares? <laughs> None of it needs to make sense. Right. So, yeah. So on June 21st of last year, we binge, we uploaded the first three um, yes. of our podcast. And there are basics um, about us, the heart and mind and learning to be the witness. Now, those of you that didn't start out from day one with us, we always will refer to a neutral observer or stepping back and witnessing. Yes. If you don't know what that is, I think it's the first one that got uploaded as episode one. Go look for learning to be the witness because it is probably the cornerstone of everything we do. It is one of the cornerstone tools we use in our lives. I use it all the time. I'm like, when I'm an upset, if I can step into observing and being a witness, I'm not reacting to my upset and making really foolish decisions like carrying 50 pound boxes and hurting myself. That's when being the observer would have helped me. For this. <laughs> the witness would have definitely had a different idea for what to do in that moment. Exactly. The witness would have said, I don't think that's a really good idea. I think you should just wait till you get some help. Right. I was not in the witness in that moment. Yes, not with, <laughs> right, right. And I love that, that you're able to tell that story and be able to say it, to link that up. You know, like, that's, I mean, again, like the thing about this, this podcast that I love so much is not just that we share the knowledge that bursts, like it's just bouncing around in our heads and we just want as many people to hear it as possible, but it also really just helps us stay accountable. It helps us stay in touch with these concepts because we're talking about them because we're 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 talking about them so much that we can't help but to live them and that's what we try to pass on to other people like talk about it all the time live in it because you won't you you won't always be perfect in your practice of it we will forget to be the witness we will learn in the end that the next time we have we face that we will <laughs> become the neutral observer but being able to recognize it it's like the tool to stop yourself from that self-flagellation from that you know real deep despair that we go into when we do things that are just not the best choice <laughs> in that moment we're able to stop and go well i skipped a step i you know, this is what happens when you skip a step you, yeah. you stumble i mean that's it but, but i love that one it's actually I wrote it down. I wrote it episode two because I think we made episode one our intro, which I wish I had gone back to, to listen to before this because I just want to know. I just want to know what our intro might be like today versus yeah. the intro that day. <laughs> because when we started this, I mean, I have I was tempted to watch the live from when we went live on Facebook the first time a year yeah. ago and to see, because I'm like, oh, we're little baby angels at the time. Yes. We, I mean, 
we've grown so much and come so far from then to now. Like it is really magical and unbelievable. Um, You know, I think that over the course of the years, some of my favorites, you know, I think I love talking about my stuff. So like tarot tarot cards, the planets, that's always always fun ones. But I really love that we get into the idea of about the money. Like, you know, everybody in the spiritual realm, we're like, oh, let's not talk about money. Yep. Money is evil. No, money's not evil, honey. It's just That's not why we do this. Like it's, it's no. a form of energy, is what it is. That's what money is. It's a form of energy. And it's an exchange of it. See, even Angel Kitty yeah. says, like, yeah, listen to her. Yeah. You know, that's my cat. She's she's yeah. been here for the witchery program. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and then we t- we also give you insights in many episodes, like we did one about Thanksgiving and how to deal with family and have boundaries around getting together with your families and, and how to create boundaries. And like, especially for me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this sense of trying to create acceptance around my physical being. And, you know, when you go to the holidays and you, you meet family, you know, the first thing, Oh, didn't you put on a little weight or have you lost weight? I mean, I I just like, don't fucking talk to me about my weight, my size. It is a no go. Like I am very specific and I'm very clear to all of my friends. Don't talk, about my weight, like not in a sense of like, you know, I don't want to know if I've lost weight. I don't want you to ask me. That isn't my point. My point is to accept my body. So unless you're telling me I'm a goddess and that I'm beautiful and that that dress looks amazing on me, I don't really want to hear it. Unless no, I, I mean, pretty golden rule-ish. I mean, I think we we're, we were supposed to learn that when we were children. <laughs> but if you can't say something constructive and just shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, well, like something, something that that that's kind, you know, because there's really no reason to be unkind except for your own issues coming through. Yeah, but so and you know, and the only exception I give is to I give my friend Yeshua, who's very keen on fashion sense, to tell me if something looks good or not because <laughs> he's really good at it. But he allows me to self-express, and he's like, "Do it, do it. Love I don't it. care. He's like, do it. If you feel good, feel good." Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's our philosophy in our house because my little, you know, my little Scorpio is like, I'm going to wear these two things that absolutely the patterns clash. And I'm like, all you got to do is own it. That's the only, the only rule in this house is that if you want to wear something that nobody else is wearing, just own it. That's fine. It's all good. It's about you and it's about your self-expression. And you just got to remember to go outside with that mindset of this is, I'm not wearing this for you. I'm wearing this for me. I liked how it looked and that's how it goes. (laughs) And, you know, and if I ask for your input, go ahead and give it. But if I don't, I don't want it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's something that's going to make me feel amazing, I don't want to know. Right. right. So it's not, I mean, who cares? Really? Like when you think about it, it's like, Emma, is this, is this outfit hurting you in this moment that you needed to tell me you don't like it? Is it hurting you? Can you not go on through your day because you've seen this? <laughs> Let's be real about your intentions. Are your eyes burning out of your head because you visually saw me wear this outfit? No. Okay, moving on. Right. Yeah. Get a grip. Yeah. So Um, I I don't really have many specific episodes, although I will say um, the body episodes I really felt close to. mm -hmm. Um, 
right my intent for moving to the Pacific Northwest, which that journey is in there too. <laughs> yeah, we follow that whole thing. You want to talk about sharing our truth. <laughs> Very magical though, because it has everything. And that's what I like. I cannot stress this enough is that you listen to this and you don't hear us be like, oh my gosh, look how wonderful it is. You also hear us being like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I am so at the end of my rope. It's fine. I'm finding it very difficult to keep going. And then the other one will step in and go, okay, so you can do it. <laughs> and let's get back to magic. But it's all in there. It's not just, hey, here's what I did. And it was amazing. Please remember that if you remember nothing else about us is that you can go and you listen and you'll hear, you'll hear journey start to finish ugly, pretty. Yes. All, all of what's involved because no decision that we make, even though it's intuitively guided, even though that we know it's the right decision, doesn't come with a lot of 3d issues. Yeah. So, you know, and the issues really are just 3d. It's what we make of ourselves. It's yeah. not because anybody's created them. It's just us. It's just us. And it's learning how to maneuver the worry, the doubt, the fear. And, and that's, that's all part of it. And I don't ever want anybody to think that, you know, what we do or our, our, our process is ever without what everyone else struggles with. We yeah. struggle just as much sometimes. And in some cases, not so much because we've done it. But in a lot of cases we do, we do still struggle with our kind of our fear sometimes and, the what ifs and you know sure. so what are your favorite episodes vanessa well i mean i love me some manifesting 101 and every other instance of talking about manifesting which comes up quite often through most of our most of our our, um, our episodes but i just loved that one because i think it was um it's just magical i think to always talk to be talking about how simple it can be to get the things that we that we desire once we allow for that process to happen and take away the reins and take away the control, the illusion of control, because it's not true, you know, and allow for the gifts to come through rather than thinking we know better. Yeah. Like, you know, like that. I love, I, I, it's funny to have gone from being so anxious and so needing to control my life, you know, because I felt like there was so much out of control or there was so much that, that if I didn't control it, it was going to get worse to step into the space of like, I don't want any, <laughs> like, I really want to live in like the flowiest of flows. <laughs> I want to just, cause it's so much more simpler and I've gotten so many more gifts that I never would have even put on my horizon on my own because I'm just allowing them to come, allowing it to be that I don't know everything that I don't have the ability to, to call in what's best for me because there's a lot I don't know about what's best for me yet. That I can, <laughs> I can ask for what I think I want. I can ask for the feeling that I want and I can let the universe do its thing. You know, it's kind of like walking into my hairdresser, which most people, if you've seen this down, can tell that I did not go to my hairdresser to do this. It's a little different color, but I'll walk in there and say, do your magic. I trust you. I'm here because I want this thing, but I'm, I know that you're going to do your thing. You're going to do something I don't know about because that's, that's what you know. So make it happen. You know, and then I walk out with the, with that feeling of, I put myself in the right place 
and I let somebody or let something do something good for me. And that's essentially the same thing with the universe. You just step into the space and go, I'm so freaking ready. I'm pumped. Give it to me. <laughs> I'm following. The path is there. I'm going to step on every stone. I'm not going to question it. If it's hard, I'm going to know it's hard because I have to have faith because this is, this is the proving of faith. You know, I think I, I had said that before is that we don't get tests as in like, are you good enough? Are you smart enough? Are you whatever? It's just kind of like, you ready to use your gifts yet? I'm giving yeah. you an opportunity. <laughs> no? Okay, we'll step back. We'll wait until you're ready. <laughs> so manifesting, definitely. Episode eight was manifesting 101. Um, we'll probably, I guess maybe you have to do a 102 at some point. <laughs> whatever well, we that I think we did when we did the catching our brains up with our manifestations okay, because yeah. that really is manifestation 102 yeah. is like, okay, you've manifested what you want, but keeping your, helping your brain come out of the trauma space yeah. into the space that you feel you're deserving of what you've manifested. Because if you don't, you will find subtle ways to lose what you have manifested. You have subtle ways of rejecting what you have manifested. Like if you don't feel you're deserving of a, beautiful home or a good space, you know, if you don't feel you're deserving of that, then your life is going to represent that feeling of not deserving eventually. And the universe, cause that's what the, the cue the universe is going to take, yeah. you know, it's going to see that faith even that you yeah. can't sustain it. It's just yeah. a message that you don't, you're not going to <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you have a shitty life. So I'll take it. I'll take it down a notch if that's where you need to be to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so it's kind of like you've manifested it. Okay. What's the next step? One or two is about making sure your trauma brain doesn't start to sabotage your manifestation. Yeah. And that could be just simply asking yourself, well, what if I do deserve this? That alone opens you up to the possibility. It starts to plant the seed to change the narrative in your head. That yeah. is, is, you know, that alone can just energetically say, well, what if I am deserving? It automatically will energetically open you up to that energy that's there. So yeah. just like doubt can ruin, you know, your good stuff. Doubt can absolutely pull you out of that negativity too, because you're, you're now offering an alternative that yeah. you can't deny is possible. And once there's, uh, once there's something you can't deny is possible, <laughs> there goes your narrative. <laughs> you have now busted it up wide open and your credibility is gone, <laughs> right? That credibility that you can't is now shattered because it's possible. Yes. Yep. That's step and, one. Yeah. And so that really was manifestation. I think 102 yeah. is because I mean, that's how it would naturally happen in my world. That's, I manifested where I'm living. I manifested the job, you know. Um, that's what was my next step, was making sure that I didn't go back into old rhetoric of, I don't deserve this. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I needed to stay into that space of, yes, I deserve this. Yes, I work hard to manifest this. Yes, I worked hard to clear the cellular memory and the stuff that prevents me from staying in this. So, yeah. So what's your next one? 
Um, let's see. Yeah, I did make a list. It's funny because I wanted to go, I, you know, I, as with everything in my life, I'm like, I'll have hours to do all these things. And then 10 minutes before I'm like, shit, <laughs> I don't have hours to listen to all these podcasts because I actually have all this other crap that I'm doing. Um, but so, um, episode 12, working to live or living to work was a big, big, big one for me, especially because of the space that I've been in of, you know, stepping as far away from working to live as you, as humanly possible. <laughs> um, and, and all of that magic that it's brought to me. I loved that episode so much. Again, that is uh, episode 12, feeling stuck. And if you're feeling stuck in the cycle of, you know, just work, work, work and getting nowhere, it's a pretty good one for, uh, you know, trying to step out of that space. And again, possibility it's out there. If somebody else is doing it, you can too. Totally. Well, yeah. Um, what else we got here? Uh, episode 30. What are your words attracting? Big, you know, therapy one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I always want to hit people with like the feelings wheel. Like, what are you really feeling? Because the word that you're saying isn't like enough. <laughs> like, say one of these other ones. Um, you know, just that the way we speak is the way we live. And it's so basic. It's so basic a concept that I think even when we were recording it, it was like, we just kept coming back to the, this is really basic, but it's still really hard. <laughs> you know, those words and those narratives and finding those words, you know, like using the word magic more. Well, it's like, we're taught, we are taught to be self-deprecating, right? Yes, as absolutely. Children, as kids, you know, if you make fun of yourself, then no one else can hurt you by making fun of you. That's really what it comes down to. And when you, so when you talk about yourself and I'm coming from this, from a body perspective, like when you talk about yourself, like I'm stupid or I, you know, I, my, you know, if, if like my butt and my, you know, is like huge or like you're making fun of your body or something. <sighs> How are you ever going to change? How are you ever going to become what you approve of? Because you're consistently saying out loud to the universe, this is what I am. And no matter what you do, you can't change it because you've already told the universe that's what you want and that's who you are. Yeah. Accepting and, it as, as what it is. Yeah. And when we step into the reality of, you know, how do I want to talk about myself so that I can manifest the health and the life that I want. And I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm not talking about like whatever, weight gain, whatever it is you need to do. I'm just talking about general acceptance. Like I have a body, but I am not my body, but I have one and it's a vessel. And for me, I haven't always been kind to it mm -hmm. and it's still working. I've even had parts replaced and it, <laughs> Still working. So does my car, and I love my car. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, like, you know, I've even got the lease of life of, of modern technology to get new yeah. body parts. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, your body is still going despite the shit that you do to it. Yeah. 
and our brains, you know, I mean, there's so many people I, I did a video the other day and I can't remember what spawned it, but it was, I was just feeling so like upset, you know, and that's usually what happens to me is I get, you know, my, my empathy side, sometimes it's difficult for me to, to turn it off. Like I really try after I, you know, after I meet with a client to really kind of cleanse myself of, of that energy, sometimes more difficult than others. And I just felt so frustrated by this concept of like, I don't know anything. And, and it was like that kept resonating in my head of the, like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And being like, you know, so much and what you don't know, you will know, like you will learn like you, wow. You know? And, and just that, that concept of like, saying that to yourself over and over again, making yourself feel stupid and unintelligent because you're comparing yourself to somebody else, or you're comparing yourself to some ridiculously impossible standard that you can know everything. There's not a soul on this earth that will ever know everything. And you're never going to know something until you're put up against needing to know it. And that's okay. That's how life is. That's how experience is. You know, and that was just kind of one of those things that brings me back to that of like, what, what am I doing? What am I attracting with the words that I'm saying? You know, if I'm continuously saying that I don't like it when somebody gives me new information because it makes me feel dumb because I don't know it, I'm literally saying I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> and that's like the total opposite of what I'm trying to feel. What's that? <laughs> You know, very basic, but so difficult because like you said, we're kind of trained. And once it becomes our programming, it takes a real act of intention, you know, on a daily basis. When people give me their thought record and they're like, I can't believe how much I say shit about myself every single day. This sucks. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But this is why it sucks because you've been doing it. So like, let's see what happens when we change some of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was so another one. Trying to think. I go I'll go quick. <laughs> the myth of the five year plan. Yes. That that was that was divinely inspired, that one. And and I think we had a lot of fun talking about it. Any episode, okay. So if you start an episode and we're already laughing. Chances are it's going to be a funny, a fun episode. We do get serious. We do get quiet. We do get like, okay, now we need to just, but if you come upon an episode in any one of our episodes, we're already starting to laugh because we know what we're going to talk about. Buckle in. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in a silly space. We stay there. And I yeah. think the five-year plan, I mean, I just think that misnomer and, it was so fun to bust that myth. It was so fun to just to break us free of that. Totally loved yeah. it. I love freedom. I mean, obviously, I just you know I just kind of said it, and I really mean it. I'm, the more that I live and flow, the more I want to. The more I understand, like our ancestors, and I understand like how the simplicity of of some of the the, the ancient cultures and why it was so beautiful to live in there because of. The, just the simplicity of it and being like, I want to go back to that. Like, I feel that I actually feel it. <laughs> like the, the blood is here and I feel it. It's pumping through my body. I get it. I'm aware, you know, just wanting so much more of that and being able to kind of just chop off, you know, five, 10, 15 year plan from that whole thing was like 
freeing. Like, I don't give a shit. Like my five-year plan right now is going to be different in 30 minutes. Probably. I don't care. I mean, it's, it's like, I, cause I don't want to be held to it any more than I want to, you know, limit myself, you know? Um, but yeah, I loved that one. That one was, that one was a fun one. It was. Um, Episode number 45, myth, myth busting therapy for men. I knew that was coming. <laughs> you knew, yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows my dudes. I'm always out there like, come on, get in here. The guys that I work with, I'm so proud of on a regular basis because they're doing it. You know, um, it's, it's, some of them are stepping into spaces of sharing it, you know, so they're part of that revolution of, of, getting, of getting men into that beautiful space they, they belong into of that healing and that, that wholeness and that magic that they possess too. So yeah, that was. was Because let's, I mean, let's face it, you know, I, I mean, I even will throw my hat in for 44. The one before was, was myth busting therapy on its own. You know, it's, we're challenged in some way because we're just not taught to do it. So many of us, my generation, especially was one of the last ones before it became a thing to do. Um, if I had done it, like at certain points in my life, I could see how much, how much like suffering I could have transgressed or how quickly I could have healed from it. But you know, then again, that's life. But especially women are more inclined because we're nurturers. We're more inclined to be able to talk about how we're feeling. We're taught to, we're taught we're supposed to. Women who don't talk about how they feel, we don't like them, right? No. So when you go to the idea of men, and therapy, it becomes a, lot, a bigger challenge. And I think that's why, I mean, besides Vanessa's desire to really, really, really make it safe and make it clear to the male population, or even the non-binary, those who are feeling that they may have a male physical body, but they're, they're non-binary, you know, even then, or even any trans, you know, male to female or female to male, you know, whatever your situation or your gender or your non-gender, there's there's a stigma against going. And the more that we can break that, the happier Vanessa is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The happier I and we want to make Vanessa happy. <laughs> yes. That's what this is all about. <laughs> no, true. I mean, yeah, because it's, I mean, it really everybody deserves it. And and the more that we break that stigma of of what therapy actually is. I mean, it's really just the explanation is so far from Freud, which is why, you know, we love, we are so tickled by our name. It's so far from Freudian psychology. It's, and and then you've got me who's just do whatever I want psychology. And so you've got that extra added bonus of you're sitting in front of me. I'm going to try to tailor something to you. I'm not even thinking about what he said or what other theory said. I'm looking at you as a person. I'm reading intuitively who you are. I'm listening to your words. And that's where we're going. You know, that whatever your issue is, is why you're here. Not because you're flawed, not because you are, are it's not always about a, a mental illness that is beyond your control. There's a lot of different reasons to come for help. It's a resource. It's all it is. Yeah. And men will have no problem going to the mechanic to fix their car because they don't know how to do it. But for some reason, coming to somebody and talking out a situation is still not acceptable. So I'm going to stay on that crusade. Forever. Forever. <laughs> 
And then uh, the last one that I had written down was, you know, our most recent other, well, we're on 52 now. Yes. Uh, well, so it's 51. Your passion is your purpose. Yeah. That it was, was one good. of the most beautiful ones we ever did. I love it so much. I'm so proud of it. It's like one of our beautiful babies. <laughs> it is. And then, you know, it was because whew, I think sometimes we learn as we grow, we think, you know, for the longest time I've taken, I have taken courses called life purpose divination. I've taught it because <laughs> I thought my purpose was outside of myself, yeah. but what it taught me was no friend, your purpose is inside. It's inside. It's not outside of you. And it's in what makes you, what lights you up. And the purpose, the reason why we have passions and some passions, it may not be purpose in a sense of that's what we do as our, as our money driven job. Sometimes our purposes are not money driven. They're just something we do because we have passion for it. That's what Ford's angel is for us. Yeah. It is for me because it's it's my passion to do this and to to spend time with Vanessa and to take our knowledge to the next level and to grow and to support each other as well as support the rest of you in in what we do. So that's why I think it was so important to do that one because when you can finally say, "Oh, you mean I don't have to keep searching? I can just look inside of me," and a purpose can be very simple. You know, sometimes our grand purpose isn't so much to, you know, sometimes it's just be, to be a mom. Maybe it's you love being a mom and maybe that's your purpose. Um, For the time I, period that you're a mom. Right. Right. It's, and then when they fly the coop, you find new purpose in your days. I mean, it's so, so many. Yeah, it's so flowy. And it's funny because we, we record that episode and then I start really digging into we all know I love my chip gains and I've been reading his, his most recent book and it's everything that I ever wanted it to be, but it's everything that that episode <laughs> is. And it's all just about losing, you know, the purpose of being you and that our purpose, each one of us, our purpose is to exist on this world as who we are because the world is what it is because we exist in it. And that's literally it. I mean, it's so simple. Again, this, these simple concepts that we overcomplicate because we're trying to fit it into some sort of construct. Like, oh, my purpose has to give me money because I, in order to, to complete my passions, it has to be profitable or else I can't live. And just kind of all of these things that, these constructs that don't actually fit and simplifying it to like, you're, you have purpose in every single day, every moment of every day because the purpose is you. So when you exist at the at Dunkin' Donuts and you open the door for somebody, your purpose in that moment was to open the door for that person. You can choose to see that as purpose and understand that if you weren't there, that wouldn't happen. And so that's that was my place in that very second of that day, you yeah. know, and, and jobs that you've had that weren't your favorite, thinking of like, well, I mean, I was there for a purpose. That was my purpose at that time. Was I connected to it as a passion? No. But that was my fault because I didn't look for it. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't look for whether or not I attached to it. And that's okay. But I still had purpose. I didn't lose it <laughs> because I wasn't skipping through my days. <laughs> and, and I think our need to have a grand purpose is our brain. It's a brain function. 
because we're looking for an identity. The brain has a hard time with just sitting and being and existing. And it needs like something driven. It needs to be driving towards something. Well, we're programmed and, to believe that. We're yeah. programmed to believe that we have to achieve something. And that means achieving self too. Yes. That there's an achievement of self, not an existence of self. Yeah. But when you can shift in, in order, not only just in our purpose, but when you can shift your brain as its goal and its mission is to take care of you, yourself, heal yourself, and to do the things that make you better, you're actually probably going to come out better at the end than looking for this purpose that really is it's just inside you. Like, you know, I hurt myself and I could absolutely, you know, make myself push through the pain and make myself do things. And, but my mission was to allow my body to heal. That was my brain's mission. My body can heal itself. I help it with energy work. I help it with people helping me acupuncture, you know, uh, essential oils, like I, you know, there's many avenues I do to help it heal itself. But until I surrender to the idea that that may look like sleeping an entire day, then that's what it is. Because normally my brain would be like, you slept the entire day, WTF, you know how much shit we have to do today? How dare you? But instead of keeping my brain from the process of healing, I've introduced it to making it my mission which helps me when I need to sleep for a day at a time. Yeah. So it's, I think when we engage our brain and to give it its own purpose in what we love to do, we can win at what we love to do, rather it beating us up the whole way and the whole time we're doing it. So. Yeah. And that we have many passions, they'll ebb and they'll flow. We have many purposes, they'll ebb and they'll flow, that we don't need to put weight like where it doesn't exist again, like it's deprogramming from the matrix. <laughs> like, it's all pretend. It is, it is. People think I'm crazy when I say it, but I'm like, until you live it, yeah. it does probably sound crazy. But when you live it and you understand like, yeah, I decided to stop doing that. And uh, I still put a roof over my head and I still achieved, you know, passions and felt connected to them and, and, and I had more time and I rested more, you know, like, it's like all of these things magically happened <laughs> when I deprogrammed from all of those things that were meant to control that, those things that were, that were built out of greed, that were built out of comparison, that were built out of pain, trauma, you know, et cetera, you name it. Um, there's, there's a programming meant to separate. And when we can, separate ourselves from that, you know, we create those, those visions, that awareness of, of what passion really is, what, what, what that light feels like inside, not what it looks like in the bank, you know, what, what that purpose feels like inside, not what it looks like when you receive an award, you know, it's not, it's not those things. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, I love that one. Episode 51, guys, it's fresh. <laughs> it's relatively fresh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How I love all of you and for sticking us out for almost two and a half hours. 
I know it's been a while since we did that. We used to do that early on. I know we used to just riff. Well, I mean, look at how easy. See, and and having Princess Ayla on was a, the greatest gift that we could have for ourselves, much less to <laughs> offer to all of you on this one year anniversary of Freud's Angels. I hope that every year that we continue to do this, you will come and celebrate us on every summer solstice. We will do things differently at different times, but we are so hoping to have more to offer you in the new year, courses, classes, lives. We're going to be more weekly in our lives. We're not going to do any readings tonight because we have had so much, um, wealth of information and wisdom from Ayla that I decided that was more important than doing any readings. Um, and wherever you are, I think most of us are pretty tired. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long live. Um, yeah. but we well, there's a lot to think about too. I think everybody's probably sitting in that same space that even though we're talking, we're in it too. Yeah. <laughs> like contemplation is coming and there's going to be some settling in of those seeds and mm -mm. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be here next week. So if you had wanted a reading, come join us next Wednesday. We're going live on Wednesdays um, at 6 p.m. Pacific time and 9 p.m. Eastern time. So wherever you are in the world, come join us every Wednesday. Um, if there is a topic that you would love to hear us riff about and talk about, let us know. Drop it in the comments. Send us a DM. Send us a message. I'd, we'd love to talk about it. We, yes. you know, soon, once I get myself in the right headspace, there will be a kind of a sub podcast happening. Um, I, I'm saying this to hold myself accountable for it. So because I said it out loud, so now I have to really do it. Um, we're going to talk about how to regain that relationship with our physical being, what it entails, what needs to happen before we embark on what we're doing. And it's going to be a lot about me talking about my journey um, and, and to reclaiming my own physical space in the world. And um, we're going to have Vanessa share her thoughts as a therapist and as our, as our residential rogue therapist. Um, and I Can I nail down what the hell I am? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm all the things. He is Psychology. <laughs> Like she says every time, every video, she is our favorite therapist. Yes. So, yes. So we love you. Join us next Wednesday. We hope you have a magical solstice and that you are spreading the sun on everything you want to grow in your life. Yes. And we love you. And if you have any questions, drop us, you know, drop us a message. We can get you in touch with Isla if, or, or the, the center if you are out there in Colorado. Um, just definitely, if anything hits you, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. It remains anonymous. I cannot, you know, I, I, we don't say it enough. Um, but you, all you have to do is say, you know, that this is not a thing that you want public and it, it stays right there. I mean, we take that very seriously. I take it seriously. You know, I have a license <laughs> that I have to protect. To the fact that, that ethically I can't live with myself. <laughs> I do the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here. We're so HIPAA informed that we, <laughs> we could write bursts about it. Seriously. I'm in the medical world too. So I agree with Vanessa. Yeah. You wake me up at 3 a.m. and I'm busting out some HIPAA. So. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> please. Yes. Remember that, that, that everything doesn't have to be public. You don't have to be, you know, throwing your biz out there like we do. It, it really can just be, you know, a question that you, that you'd love to have answered and, and just listening helps you, um, please, because there's guaranteed to be another person out there that needs to hear it too. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, love we you love y'all. Thank you for hanging in. Thank you, Isla, for coming on and sharing your wisdom. So yeah. beautiful. Yes. Good night, y'all.